Welcome to another bonus episode of UFO No. I'm joined by Bill. What's going on, Bill? How you doing? How are you? How are you, man? Dude, I'm doing great. Doing great. Oh, boy. I screwed up the video on that one. If you're watching the video, I hit the wrong button. And so anyway, so you didn't get the little video intro, but you got the audio intro and it was still good. Anyways, love you all. Thanks for sticking with us. Always having technical difficulties. Why? Because I got a low IQ. That's why. So I hit the wrong buttons. I forget to do shit. And I'm in the stratosphere most of the time. Tonight I'm cruising about, I don't know, feels about 103,000 feet. How about you, Bill? At least. At least. 103 and a half. We'll 103 see and how, a half. We'll see how far we go tonight. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We Thank you all very much. Moon. That's right. Possibly. We're going to check and see if there's a base there for real. Oh, for real. And we're going to take pictures, uh, maybe do some renovations, put in some new windows. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for the support. It means the world to me. Uh, if you are on Discord, thank you. Chat with us. Throw in your comments while we're coming along. Uh, if you're not on Discord, why not? Go get on there. You can chat live with us. Uh, do it. If you're a Patreon member, and that's the only way you're listening to this, <laughs> Then, uh, then you already get access. Just grab the app. You can listen on your phone. You can do it over the PC. Whatever is clever. So go and do it. Go get it right now. Chat with us on Discord. Uh, hope to see you all soon. But anyways, you'll hear this one way or the other. So, Bill, some great things are happening in the world of disclosure. Let's get right into it, shall we? Um, here, hold on. Let me do this. Oh, pink. Um, Stanford's top scientist warns that massive UFO alien disclosure is ahead. Whistleblowers are ready to come out. Now, how is this different than what Stephen Greer says? How is this different disclosure in my mind uh, than somebody like Greer? And the answer is, is that uh, I don't think Gary Nolan is full of shit. I think Stephen Greer is Gary Nolan's written some books. He's a scientist. He does research. He doesn't charge people money to go and conjure aliens. He studies other people's evidence and not really debunks it. He just says, and eh, this isn't legit or it is uh, pretty simple. And he's not biased. Whereas Greer seems to have put together entirely all government officials, which I am very, very skeptical of in the first place. And, um, charges people to go and conjure aliens and i don't understand that and then he gives these dumbass, um you know hearsay testimonials over instagram about cows meditating with them and uh and gary nolan's legit science yeah did you uh that was the i, I did you was, hear that when we were talking earlier before yeah i was thinking that that was the guy who <laughs> was meditating with cows yeah yeah let me uh let me you know what just for shits and giggles hold on for a moment Hold on for a moment. Bear with me, everybody. Uh, I just want to play that real quick, okay? Because 
It's ridiculous and is one of my favorite things because it's so fucking stupid. All right, so you here we go. Have, you even have it saved. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's gold. That's good. You don't let something like that go. Here we go. And the story is that <laughs> some years ago, maybe four or five years ago, we were up in uh, England at Alton Barnes where all the crop circles had appeared. And we were doing this amazing meditation up on Woodborough Hill. And we did a puja, which is a Sanskrit uh, mantra uh, meditative ceremony. By the way, let me just stop this for a moment and say for, for a minute, I fucking hate the fact that he uses real spiritual shit <laughs> as like a front. Well, <laughs> the best way to tell a lie is to sprinkle the truth. Dude, you know, and what he's doing, is, <laughs> you talk about cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's using this. I mean, look, and maybe I'm a complete asshole and dick. But look, man, show some pictures. Show some evidence of this, Mr. Disclosure. Don't give me some mystical music and a hearsay testimony that sounds wonderful. I would love to go meditate with a cow in a field. But I don't think that's going to happen. You know, when I think of meditating with a cow. <laughs> yes. I think of sitting in my chair mm -hmm. with my McDonald's and going, yum. <laughs> <laughs> to the, while the cows are there and they're just watching like oh wish i had well, no, some. The, the hamburger no i get it no i get it but they're they might be cannibalistic well mm. I, I that's what they would say mm. well that's exactly what they, they would say. better be running because i want some steak <laughs> damn it money uh that i do for everyone when i, when I start the meditation <laughs> for a group and it's uh, all in sanskrit and we started to do it, and we were in this big meadow, and there were all these beautiful... Uh, the other thing, he can read Sanskrit. Fuck you, Greer. Cows that were in the meadow, and they came around and made a circle around our circle, laid down, and then meditated with us. And the whole time we were in, doing the puja and meditating, they were there just being very peace, peaceable and meditating with us. At the end of it, they literally all got up business and we had these amazing contact experiences up on this hill with these cows who joined us in meditation so when you go into deep meditation two cows even the grass yeah. and the trees and the animals join you in that state of consciousness is it possible that two cows came and laid down in the field yes in their sight yes and he's like oh they're here to meditate <laughs> yeah. with us yes oh, exactly I, I want some of what the fuck he's smoking my friend uh look let me just say this if it makes me that delusional oh, it's already off sorry <laughs> if it if it's if it makes me that delusional i don't want it okay look look here's the thing yeah. oh by the way uh alien nugs look if it as long as as long as selfless plug <laughs> as long as it's you know this shit doesn't make me think i'm meditating with cows it keeps me being the same guy i am a douchey skeptic it keeps us sane yeah well yeah well maybe that's yeah maybe <laughs> maybe sane might not be the right word but anyways that's i just Anyways, that's the biggest difference for me with Nolan is that Nolan 
if you if you haven't seen his interview with with Lex Friedman on the Lex Friedman podcast, phenomenal. If you haven't seen him on Rogan, phenomenal. Um, go check it out. Seriously, it's it's worth the watch. However you feel about Jogan, uh, I'm not the biggest fan. Sometimes I just get tired of hearing his voice. But I like the people he interviews, and every once in a while, he asks a smart question, you know? So, anyways, if it's not about supplements, mushrooms, or weed, an exercise, an MMA, it's just like, you know. He does have some powerful ass kicks. <sighs> Look, I talk shit. I have no room to talk shit. He is a phenomenal man, but. And he'd kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah he looks in my direction with a slight furled brow and i'm gonna piss my pants yeah I uh have me on your show jogan that's what i'm saying anyways <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's the, so that's to me that's the biggest difference with uh with nolan so here's here's what nolan says about this disclosure a massive u.s disclosure or ufo disclosure is about to happen at stanford university garen nolan claims that the government has been covering up the suspected ufo visits and possession of technology that has been coming from another planet for decades dr nolan contacted important people in the government who have closely investigated ufos and asserted that they are about to disclose some information dr nolan an immunologist at stanford has published over 300 research articles and is the holder of 40 u.s patents eat shit grayer besides he has been honored as one of the top 25 inventors at stanford university so his involvement in ufology would bring some fair some factual things to the field because he doesn't need to get paid from that shit exactly he's got actual funding and and based on what he's saying and look i'm not a fan of government stooges i don't care if you're a scientist or a politician or anything in between if you receive government funding you can be swayed mostly but this guy when i hear him talk when i hear what he's saying he's not affirming anything He's not saying, I mean, some of the things he was saying, it makes me, it, it sounds like if I was smarter and I could like speak English, <laughs> that that's what I would say. It's like, look, I want to believe, this is what he's saying. I want to believe in aliens. There's a lot of room out there. Do I think life is on planet? Yes. Do I think there's life out there? Yes. Do I know? No. Do I think some of the evidence that people have is intriguing? Yes. Do I think it's UFOs? Not necessarily. That's exactly what he says. Do I think it's aliens? Not necessarily, but it is interesting. Okay. And I'm like 100% there. I'm 100% there. I'm like, well, that's even the really like what they claim the most credible UFO encounters, accounts, whatever. At best, I'm like, ah, that's intriguing, but the most credible i just because yeah. there's 1500 people that see it dude there's so many things that can that can mass psychosis can 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 uh can explain that away although i'm not saying that that's the case but the fact that most people want to believe in something whether they believe whether they say i didn't believe in ufos they probably were like toying with the idea that it might be possible so you see something that like uh, like a formation of V large lights that would like what happened with Phoenix lights. Mm -hmm. You have like 1500 people see this and a lot of them were saying UFO aliens, but some of them were just saying, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was just a V formation. Super weird. I was watching it live on the news, dude. And uh, I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, it, 
I mean, it it was interesting, but in no shape or form was it like that's got to be fucking alien because it was silent. So there's no sound. You yeah. just have a V formation of large lights, which in itself is fascinating. But like you said, does not add up to aliens. Slow movement. Does it, that's not aliens. What what is alien? Yeah. About it that that we don't see that commonly. Well, that could simply be us that you haven't seen before. It, it so you guys not aliens. Well, you guys talked about uh <laughs> drones back in the 1800s. Dude. Is when they started. Yeah. That could have that that could have easily been however many lights there was. Yeah, oh yeah. Each drone had one light on it that was really bright. Yep. In formation that in we formation. see drones do now. But at that time nobody had seen that done. But now it's a known thing but that you can do huge not only that, you can put on amazing displays of drones mm -hmm. in synchronization that we never thought was possible. That mm -hmm. would blow your mind now knowing what it is, let alone you not even knowing that those things can do that and it doing that. It's the like when Starlink came out. When Starlink first came out, everybody was seeing these lights of seven to eight lights in a line. So many UFO reports. Oh yeah. So many. But it was it was Starlink. But because nobody, everybody had seen the one satellite. That's mm -hmm. normal. Even then you're like, what? Oh, maybe that's a plane. Yeah. Uh, but this, nobody had seen this. So that's why it was like UFO. So the same thing, this, you have it just closer. Anyways, it could be a number of things. Me and Blind Mike talked about this. We were convinced it was, uh, and I'm going to get it wrong, but some kind of like a plasma or photon. I can't remember the exact name for it. Um, laser basically struts that it's these plasma beams that are uh, bounced back and forth from the ground back to the craft at such rapid rate that it basically creates pillars of light that can't be seen through the naked eye because it's invisible particles, but it's basically use, using as struts, just basically hovering because that's what it did. Well, I mean, if it but you wouldn't the, feel it, you wouldn't see it, you if, wouldn't hear it. If it was in the infrared mm -hmm, spectrum, mm -hmm. we definitely wouldn't see it. There you go. Phoenix Lights explained UFO no. That's right. Bam. That's how we do it. Experts. That's how we do it, motherfuckers. Experts. At what? We don't know. But we're uh, Yeah, but we'll figure it out one thing at a time. So anyway, get it smoking. <laughs> That's right. Nolan admitted to being fond of science fiction and watch UFO videos on social media. Okay, doesn't matter. We're going to skip on this. On August 21st, 2002, Nolan had an interview with Ross Coltart on the Australian Na Channel News where he discussed his role in working in the government on analyzing and studying individuals that encounter UFOs. According to Nolan, there's a group of people that are involved in recovering UFO debris for secret government programs, and these individuals will soon be coming forward to reveal their what they know. Now, <clears throat> Again, this has been said. This has been said by Greer. This has been said by other people that the governments are doing this. There are secret programs, excuse me, and that these people ha are whistleblowers, that these are the government people that have already come forward. The You know, he had 150-something people that came forward talking about this shit. What's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is Gary Nolan. That's the difference. Accredited scientist who has gotten, has no career on this aside from the few books. He doesn't, he's not the leader of the disclosure event. Uh, he made movement. his money other ways. That's right. That's right. He's making his money as a scientist and he's simply releasing the data. 
on it, which is what Greer should do. Release the data on your these private sessions, you douche. So uh, that's the difference. So he says they're coming forward. Um, he says that he knows there's been an active cover-up by authorities. He said he's spoken to people who are about to come out and whistleblow on it. Um, he noted that the DOD, Department of Defense, recently announced the creation of a new office. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, that whole thing is a fucking sham. It, this, this, oh, it's a new office to study UFOs. Been there, done that. How many times now? Five times now? At least. A-tip, Project Blue Book, Project Grudge. Well, technically one, <clears throat> but they just keep renaming this shit. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to memorize all the names because I keep forgetting them. But all the names of the of Make the, of the a things. song out of it. That's right. That's right. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's that's to me that is more news in disclosure than Greer has ever produced, and to me more credible, far more credible. Okay, was that a picture of him? Yeah, he even looks like less of an asshole than Stephen Greer. Yep, because look at that, he drinks beer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are just listening, we're pointing to his belly. Uh, all right. Next story. <clears throat> White House wants NASA to slow down for killer asteroids in baffling or slow hunt for killer asteroids in baffling move. Uh, I don't know what's baffling about it. It's what's baffling about saying something's going to hit the earth every other week to get people on their toes. It reminds me of terror watch the terrorist watch when they would have terror threat is at orange. And if you see something, report something. Oh, yeah. But, dude, I don't know. Do you? I'm sure you remember when they uh-huh. had the whole, you know, red, orange, blue, green, the, 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 the red, threat blue, green, of, uh, of, of terrorism that was going around. But yeah, this is exactly that. This is exactly that, except now it's asteroids. And guess who said that? Guess who originally said that? Mm. Warner Von Braun. Nazi scientists brought over Operation Paperclip, started NASA, at least definitely involved in forming NASA and the CIA. Um, Would have been a lot harder. Known as him. the father of rocket science, the guy that got us to the moon. Or had a big hand in it. So, yeah, crazy. But anyways, uh, this story goes. <laughs> this is from uh, the Strats Times, the Straits Times. All links will be in the show notes, by the way. Thousands of asteroids as big as the Washington Monument zip around our solar system at 64 kilometers per hour, which is something other than what I know. It's really fast. Yes. Hunks of metal or rock that could strike with 10 times the force of most powerful nuclear weapon and kill millions of people. God damn. What a way to start a headline. Talk about fear porn, dude. Yeah. Doom and gloom. Doom on you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Congress wants NASA to find them. The Biden admin says it can wait. Eh? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that because I don't know if I agree with him or disagree with him on that. Because if if it is a bigger threat, how would we know? I mean, this talk about gatekeeping information. Asteroid watch. I mean, there are some apps <laughs> that you can go look at them. Uh, the space agency estimates there are about 25,000 asteroids of at least 140 meters in diameter near Earth's orbit. Now, 140 meters, a meter is three feet. So basically 140 times three. So it's like a football <clears throat> field and a half almost. Yep. 
diameter near Earth's orbit. While the odds of them crashing into our planet at any given time are minuscule, Congress directed NASA to find 90% of them by 2020. Whoa, when was this fucking article out? Hold on a second. It says 2022. So what did I do here? Mm. Maybe that was a typo. 2022, because the article is from 2022. Um... We can't act on what we can't see. Asteroid ramming techniques won't... Ramming. Yeah, Mm. man. Oh, oh, oh. I love... Yeah! Oh! Gotta love that word. Ramming. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Certain words, man, they just do it. You know what I mean? Asteroid ramming techniques won't matter if scientists can't find the potential threats, advocates say. You can't mitigate anything unless you know it's there, said Professor Amy Mainzer, the University of Arizona Mission Director for the Near-Earth Object Surveyor, the telescope being put on hold. We know from experience that it takes time to build and launch spacecraft. So every year that we wait that we don't have a good understanding of what is out there is a year that basically makes it less likely for us to go mitigate something if we did find something. Yeah, don't worry about that asteroid that's going to hit us in two years. It, it, it can wait five to ten for us to find it. Well, the hard part is, is like, how do we, how do we even know, man? How do we even know there is an asteroid out there? That's well, gonna, that, that's exactly what this girl's claiming. That's, I mean, I, that's I the hard part about it is like, it's really just insurance, but it's a billion dollar, it ha, you know, multi-billion dollar insurance to, I, to go. And by the way. You're telling me that we have all this infrastructure in space. The ISS clearly bases on the moon. Come on. Uh, and we can't track asteroids. It's just another way to pull funding, man. It's just another way. I mean, it's a false. I, whether it's false. here, It's the same argument. I'm going to say the C word. It's the same argument as COVID. All right. It's the same argument. Is it real? Is it not real? Well, we know these things ex- have existed in the past. Viruses, blah, 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 whatnot. We know asteroids have, have existed in the past and have hit Earth. But what's the real threat now? What's the actual threat to the population now? That's the biggest mystery question. It's the same argument. Well, we can be safe and not sorry, and we can put these mandates in place and we can put these precautions in place but we're gonna make people uncomfortable or you're you're gonna with asteroids you're gonna spend a fuckload of money to go up there to monitor what and i argue we're already monitoring what we should and if we're not monitoring these things with all the fucking technology we have up there it's already being misappropriated so don't give them any more yeah i agree so that's that, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I, again, I think it's a big ploy to spend money. I mean, which is just huge right well, now. I mean, I'm not saying asteroids aren't a threat, but I'm just saying that do we need to spend a billion dollars or more to go and track them when we should have satellites up there with everything that's already up there already doing it. So with all of the satellites that they've put up there and stuff, mm-hmm. And even from the very beginning, the satellites that were only up there for a short time and then Mm -hmm. stopped doing their function, like, at some point, they have to realize, hey, 
we should make these satellites to where we can repurpose them while they're in orbit just by using programs. That's right. And yeah, you're not going to make a radio, uh, a satellite that's putting out radio signals. You're not going to make that into a visual telescope. That's no. right. That's right. But there's got to be something. Yep. That you can do to monitor radio signals or bounce them off something. There's got to be something. That's right. So you would think that the, with how much money they're spending on them, they would be a Swiss army knife. <laughs> yes. A Swiss army knife. A versatile. I mean, look what they did when they wanted to switch a bunch of satellites to hunt for aliens. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they could just go, Bing, hey, new purpose. So, hey, do the same fucking thing. You don't have to spend. Oh, shit. You don't have to spend our money to do it. You got excited. I did. I did. You got excited. Hold Ooh. on just a moment. Look at this. Awesome. Kleenex. Live show, people. Live show. That's how we like it. Raw. That's how we like it. Use as many of those as you need to, bro. That's how you know we're not screwing around. Don't even sweat it. That's right. That, yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know. We get excited about this shit. Look at that. Bill literally just threw a drink. He got so excited. <laughs> Fucking satellites. <laughs> oh, shit. I love you all. I love you all. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's very interesting that, uh, again, I, I really think it's just a big, huge push um, for money. And that, that we are misappropriating funds like a motherfucker. And, uh, and like I said, they don't need any more. I, I, I'm definitely against it. Definitely against it for sure. So that's how I feel about it. Um, Reuse the toys that you have, asshole. That's right. Damn straight. For fuck's sakes. Uh, again, links in the show notes. Go check it out. Or if you want to click on them right now, uh, you can follow along if you're uh, whenever you're listening to this. So now let's look at you. Good over there. Yeah. Good. I think so. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. Cords, man. I told you I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. That it's ridiculous. It's a gigantic cluster. Fuck. But that's how we roll. Um. So here's one. It's uh. Look. Look. I'm gonna say right now. I don't like to get political. That's why UFOs are my safe space. I get to say, fuck the government. And that means everybody. And uh, that's my safe space. And I really do feel that way. Um, but this made me laugh. Taiwan president says she looks forward to producing democracy chips. Now, here's what, here's what I find hilarious about this. For one, the name democracy chips is just ridiculous. Insane. Like, that just sounds... Like a ploy, like the Patriot Act, you know. I mean, come on, man. Could it have been worse? Could it have been less patriotic? Sounds like a couple of presidents at the Mexican <laughs> yeah. restaurant. So, democracy know. chips. Taiwan looks forward to producing democracy chips with the U.S. President Tai Ng Wen told the visiting governor of the U.S. state, Arizona, Doug Ducey. On Thursday, that the latest in a string of senior officials from the country to visit. Taiwan has been keen to show the U.S. its most important international backer and arms supplier, despite the lack of formal demand. Blah, 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 blah. 
that uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Co., a major Apple Inc. supplier and the world's largest contract chip maker, is constructing a $12 billion plant in Arizona. Oh, you were just talking about. In the face of authoritarian expansionism and the challenges of the post-pandemic era, Taiwan seeks to bolster cooperation with the U.S. in the semiconductor and other high-tech industries. Tai said at the meeting in the presidential office of Taipei. This will help build more secure and more resilient supply chains. We look forward to jointly producing democracy chips to safeguard the interests of our democratic partners and create greater prosperity. Did it say that Taiwan is opening the yeah. chip maker in Arizona? In Arizona. So... Let's not get our chips from China. Taiwan Let's Semiconductor Taiwan Manufacturing Co. So America. here it is. Well, <laughs> yeah, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Co., TSMC, a major Apple Inc. supplier. So they supply Apple Incorporated. Okay. And the world's largest contract chip maker is building a $12 billion plant in Arizona. So, yeah, you're right. It's Taiwan. Making. And that's what we do. We sell real estate to other countries. Absolutely. 100%. China's got a bunch. Taiwan's got some. So the reason I say this, and once again, it's I don't like to go political, but here's my point. Things aren't great with China. All right? What's the point? If we're, if we're moving chip production away from China, should we not domesticate that That's instead right. of just moving it to Taiwan, which I would argue well, is going to be taken over by China? Well, that's that. That's exactly what I was getting at. But yeah. at the same time, like, why are we giving, giving it to Taiwan to make here? Yeah. Like, yeah, if they were still making it there, okay, I get it. We're, we're just, you know, instead of getting them from China, we're getting them from Taiwan now. Mm-hmm. And, but they're making them here. Yeah. Why can't we make them here? Why can't we make them here? I I agree. Are Look, we too stupid? I don't think I don't think that's a political statement. To me, I don't feel like that's political. I don't feel like I'm picking one side or the other to no. say why are we not making these here? I mean, it's been very very clear since the beginning of the pandemic when we found out how much shit comes from china and we couldn't get our hands on it this right here i'm not not supported by them or anything yeah okay these right here for half of the week you can get them for the second half of the week you cannot find these in any store really supply by chain. the way it's a mountain dew amp and amp mountain energy amp. drink okay amp. so because of the supply chain Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if it was something from here in America, th that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But it's got to be ingredients that are from another country that we can't get. Yep. Because of the isn't that chain. sad? It's, I know it's crazy, man. It sounds it sounds very first world problem. Well, like I, I said, I mean, half the week. The whole reason is that, uh, and again, the reason I bring that up is not to get political. It's simply to ask the question: Why? Are we not doing this? Do we not? Don't we need that? Wouldn't that give jobs here? For one, wouldn't that give us immediate to where we don't have to pay shit transportation costs overseas? 
if we produce an extra amount, we can export them to other people. There you go. Holy shit. There you go. I I don't understand. So anyways, this article was more of my question to other people is saying, why? Why are we doing this? Don't we understand that it's a problem that we don't have our production of these things here? Did you know it's impossible that you, there is zero phone, zero phone made in the U.S.? Nope, not a single one. Not a single one. So what are we going to do? I love, I love my, I use my phone for everything. What are we going to do? What are we going to do when you can't, I mean, it's going to, I mean, Jesus, it's going to be like the dark ages. I say that because I lose my phone. Well, <laughs> Horrible. You, you That's how spoiled of, we are. You speak about the phones being made in America. All right. So this is talking about the chips and stuff like that oh, yeah, for yeah. computer systems and such. Um, all of the computer systems and everything in our military vehicles and aircraft and submarines and ships. All of them. I would say probably a good 90 to 95% of those are Chinese. Yeah, probably. Dude, a lot of them are made in Taiwan. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of stuff. there's a huge dependency. A lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, either way, I mean, we are are paying a lot in transportation, and we are completely non-independent in these things. And again, this is really diverting from what I normally go to, and the only reason I brought it up is because, look, when we're looking at technology that's coming, when we're looking at computers, uh, iPhone, my recording equipment, literally everything to have the lifestyle that we have in the U.S. is built around technology. And a lot of that technology is built around chips. And so when you look at what we're going to be left with if we get ditched, it's going to be very, very odd. Very, very odd. You know that we're researching quantum um, computing, but guess what? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> are we going to be the ones that are going to actually own the quantum computers that are made? No, no it's no. going to be somebody else and we're going to import them. But dude, here's the thing. I mean, that quantum computers, they're, they're moving so far beyond. They're like powered with light. Now it, that's Magic. no joke. Like it's, they have what's called time crystals mm-hmm. and they power these time crystals with light and that light provides perpetual energy to these time crystals that never release, never lose power uh, and never stop giving power. And that's how these computers run. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's so far beyond me, so far beyond yeah. me. It's insane. I barely understand it. I mean, I know the word quantum and I know a little bit about it, but when you look at images of these quantum computers, it's nuts, dude. It is something straight out of like an alien mm-hmm. ship. These light hoses and tubes powering this weird core. Yeah. Fascinating. So, anyways, that's why I brought that up. Only because democracy chips sounds ominous. <laughs> and uh, and I can only imagine a bunch of police robots powered by democracy chips. I, you know. I, I'm telling you, I just still keep thinking about the multicolored chips that you get at the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. They're so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lunchbox-sized instrument successfully generates oxygen on Mars. Hmm. That's a a powerful statement in itself. 
it, it's amazing. We are, we are in the future, man. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, an instrument the size of a lunchbox has been successfully generating breathable oxygen on Mars, doing the work of a small tree. Oh, trees, you best look out. Since February last year, the Mars oxygen in situ research. Now, here's my question before I go any further. If some one of the issues of deforestation is that we, you know, we're one, we're killing the planet. And two is that we don't, we're, you know, we're, we're basically removing some filters out of, you know what I mean? Like they filter the air. Can't we build these here and clean up heavily polluted areas? That's why I'm over here just giggling to myself because I'm on the same exact wavelength as you. I don't you. understand like, that. I like, why the hell are we sending this to Mars? Why just Mars? We have areas where they legitimately have issues with bad air. And if you can pump clean air, I mean, what are they? I mean, let's read on and see what they're actually, how they're actually doing this. Uh, since February last year, the Mars Oxygen In-Situ Resource Utilization Experiment, or MOXIE, as you had said, has been successfully making oxygen from the red planet's carbon dioxide-rich atmosphere. So carbon dioxide. Isn't that the greenhouse gas that's making us warm up? I need to know. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide are the ones that are driving global warming. Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is a chemical compound made up of molecules that each have one carbon. That doesn't tell me what I want to know. Uh, let's see. Search carbon dioxide global warming. Carbon dioxide is a chemical compound. Carbon atoms. Room temperature. Found gas state at room temperature in the air. Carbon dioxide is transparent to visible light. Yeah, you're right. Climate change. Climate change. Climate change. Earth's natural greenhouse effect would be too weak to keep the average global surface temperature above freezing without carbon dioxide. Atmospheric carbon dioxide. Going off on a tangent here. Each year, human activity releases more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than natural process can remove, causing the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere to increase. The global average carbon dioxide. So holy shit, dude, there's solution. And see, this this goes into a bigger thing that I've always argued about and other people have as well. And I I I don't know if it's something that Jogan put put uh, or touched on or dude. Are why you the, a climate denier? Why the fuck are we going to Mars and doing this? <laughs> why are we trying to terraform Mars and make an Earth? Why not just fix the fucking Earth that has more of the shit here to begin with than Mars does? We're going to Mars. Let's look for water. Oh, we got that fucking here. Sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. Okay, give me it. <laughs> Dude, you're absolutely right. Alien nugs. You're absolutely alien nugs. That's right. Get some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, reach out to me. Um, Dude, for real. I mean, it's absolutely, I mean, this is <laughs> unbelievable. Like here we have a machine that takes carbon dioxide and turns it into oxygen. 
and we have a problem with producing too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Oh, well, this moxie thing costs us $2 billion. What the fuck? Well, you know what? If we're using it here and not on fucking Mars, we ain't got to ship it there. Think about that. Everyone could have one of these on their person, literally filtering the air around them, taking whatever carbon dioxide they put out, this carbon footprint idea, and, and literally taking it as you're in real time and filtering your life, right? And because we ain't got to put it into space no more, I guarantee that we could make it out of recyclable plastic. Oh, for sure. Dude, we can make gummy bears out of windmill fans, remember? See? Look at We're solving fucking all the Earth's problems right now. If we can eat windmill fans, we can absolutely make these things out of recycled diapers. Yes, 100%. 100%. Adult diapers, too. I don't give a fuck. That might be a little bit of stinky air coming out of there. Dude, let me just tell you something. You get a fat baby, a fat baby, and there's no difference between a fat baby shit and a 92-year-old man. I'm telling you right now, right now. My kids have put out a couple of them. 100%. Dude, my dog. I don't have a big dog, dude, but some of the shits that she's... Okay, now we're talking about shit. Let's get Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, we went off on one there, guys. Climate change, it'll get you to do that. So, this is a a, a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Hey, again, another one we solved on UFO no, climate change. We just fucking solved it, Bill. But these freaking scientists and shit that go to Harvard and stuff for years and have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their education. That's right. And they That's can't right. figure this out. That's right. Ooh, let's put it on Earth instead of fucking Mars. <laughs> That's right. Hey, come on. Yeah. No, 100%. Dude, Hello. Crazy. Fly. McFly. Crazy, man. That's crazy. That's hilarious. I love this. We figured it out. Uh... Researchers suggest a scaled-up version of Moxie could be sent to Mars to continuously produce oxygen at the rate of several hundred trees ahead of humans going to the planet. It touched down on the Martian surface as part of NASA's Perseverance rover mission. In a new study, researchers report that by the end of 2021... What the fuck is up with all these dates? I swear to God, people. I swear to God. this is These are all typos because I pulled these... These are these are like this week's news. So that's a typo. By the end of 2022, 23, I don't know what the fuck they're trying to say. God damn it, journalists. Moxie was able to produce oxygen on seven experimental runs in a variety of atmospheric conditions, including during the day and night and through different Martian seasons. In each run, it reached its goal of producing six grams of oxygen per hour, similar to the rate of a modest tree on Earth. It is hoped that at full capacity, the system should generate enough oxygen to sustain humans once they arrive on Mars and fuel a rocket to return humans to Earth. Moxie Deputy Principal Investigator Jeffrey Hoffman, a professor at the practice in Massachusetts Institute of Technologies, MIT, Department of Aeronautics, um, says... Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, An astronaut says this is the first demonstration of actually using resources on the surface of another planetary body and transforming them chemically into something that would be useful for a human mission. On Earth, people. On Earth. 
Again, I'll have the links in the show notes. You guys can read the whole article for yourself. But this is bullshit. And I guess I, I, I get that there's space scientists and there's earth scientists. But hey, can you guys fucking talk to each other, please? I just can't believe that that's what it uses is carbon dioxide to produce oxygen. And the whole point of the whole climate change is that we produce too much carbon dioxide. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we not? What what are they not seeing here? Dude, put one of those. How am I not a NASA scientist if I can put these two together? Right. Put that bitch on top of a smokestack. Listen, I need a raise. Whoever's out there in my life. That, uh, that pays me for my thoughts, which I don't. I need a raise. At least start paying me for my thoughts because that one's gold. And he doesn't mean raised from an anal probe by an alien. No. By the way, blind Mike, keep him in your thoughts. We'll see you again one day. Indeed. But you might not see us. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Indeed. Uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. So this lunchbox oxygen thingy needs to be put on Earth. Fuck Mars right now. I mean, look, let's clean up our own planet, for Christ's sake. We can still go to Mars, but don't send the oxygen thing to Mars. Or at least do have at least put a couple here. Shit. There you go. It, well, look, you I know. say use them all here. Use them all here until we have enough to make sure we're cleaning it up and then move the excess. Because yeah. otherwise they're going to do this whole, oh, one for us, one for two for Mars, one for us, three for Mars. You know, that's why. Oh, for sure, dude, because they want to go to Mars. They want to leave us here on this shit. 100%. Bastards. You know they want to. I mean, why would they Why would they want to take us? Uh, well, I mean, that's why they're making their own special rocket ship that's right. now. Is that's, that way, absolutely. When shit hits the fan, they that's can right. be like, fuck you, peasants. Yep. That's right. So, on to the next one. New York Post says... Google AI helps France tax over 20,000 undeclared pools. Fucking France and Google. So let me explain why, because you might be going, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean undeclared pools? What are they, illegal aliens? Um, France has a law that you cannot have a pool without a permit. Any pool. In fact, you cannot build anything in France without a permit. Without a government-paid permit. It's crazy. So what they were doing is using... Now, they say Google AI. I'm pretty sure, like me and Bill were talking about, that they mean uh, Google Earth. But they say Google AI, which is basically the same thing. That's just an umbrella term. They wrote a program that's like a... You know, they, you could do it with Google Earth. They type in Google Earth, look for pools. You know, they, they have a, a program or an app that does that. Oh, for sure. Put in the algorithm and shit. Yeah. Oh, you know it. So, um, sorry. <laughs> no, nope, you're good. <clears throat> so, an unusual experiment allowed French tax officials to discover thousands of undeclared swimming pools by using a f- artificial intelligence. More than 20,000 hidden pools, hidden pools, generated nearly $10 million in new revenue. According to the BBC, according to French law, a pool addition to a house leads to a higher property tax because it can boost its overall value. In October 2021, uh, a trial experiment analyzed nine regions in France via aerial perspectives using software created by Google and the French company 
uh, Cape Gemini. After the recent success, French authorities now say they plan on implementing this new software across the country. They are targeting house extensions like verandas as well. But we have to be sure the software can find buildings with a large footprint and not the dog kennel or the children's playhouse. Although they'll probably tax you for that too. So just make a really, really, really small pool. Yeah. A jacuzzi. A jacuzzi. There you go. So the reason I bring that up is because this is a perfect example of government working with corporations, in this case, Google, that also happens to be a surveillance program, to use it against their citizens to tax them. So that's a very, in my opinion, that's a very, very mild example of this being done. Think about in the case of like, like you add in this predicting crime thing, you know, this prediction of crime, you add that to it. Oh man, it's going to be brutal. Going to be brutal. Oh yeah. So that's why I say that is, uh, is that this is a precursor to what technology. Now it's great that we have Google earth. It's, it's wonderful that you can go and look at any place on the planet. But this is a perfect example of how this technology, this amazingly great, phenomenal, that anyone in the world prior to this time that we're in would have given their left fucking nut to have, to even look at, to to see. And it's being used against us. That's the point of all this technology, is that it will be used against us. As convenient as it is for you, it is that much more convenient to those who know how to use it to manipulate. And there is, uh, there's been murderers that have been caught because of pictures on Google Earth. Yeah, shit. which that's great. You know, I think that's a good scenario. You know, I yeah, I am torn on what the UK has done with you the CCTV, uh, which is that there are cameras fucking everywhere. Now here's the pros and the cons. The pros are. That, I mean, even though there's crime, I mean, man, it gets caught. I mean, it's the, the response time for authorities is pretty intense. Uh, it's great. But the cons are that they are watching you at all times. The other pro is that uh, authorities can't take advantage of you because there is no, they turn their body cam off. So now the footage is gone. Everything is on video. Everything. Even the authorities' interactions with you. So in that way, right now, surveillance is used against us because we won't allow it in public. Like as far as like a private business can do it, of course, but we won't allow there to be just surveillance everywhere. And I, I partly agree with that. But, uh, but the, the, the give of that, the sacrifice that we give to that is that there are going to be moments where there are these blind spots and that's where authorities, government takes advantage of you. And then you have very little to any recourse whatsoever. Yep. And that's the point is that in this case, the corruption there, at least from what I understand is significantly less out in the public because everything is on video now, body cam or not. It's it's there. And uh, so, now, of course, you could say, well, the control hubs are controlled by the government. Probably. You're probably right. Um, but I, I would argue that uh, in the right hands, it could be very useful. So 
Anyways, I don't know. But this is, again, a very good example of how it's being used against us. 100%. Oh, yeah. Or at least in France, it's being used against them in this case. Uh, and I have no doubt that eventually it'll be used on, you know, in, in other countries in the same way. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Maybe they just haven't said it. Maybe that's why. Uh, the next article. So I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the um, Artemis launch, but, um, or this isn't Artemis. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I know Jesse is. Hello, Jesse. And we've been talking about that a bit. She's been she's been giving me a bunch of info on that. But this article is NASA's uncrewed Orion spacecraft will get a hand from a Star Trek inspired comm system. Uh, do you want to hear that? No, I'm good. Comm system. Um, here's the article. The more this morning, which was when was this? August 29th. So three days ago, four days ago. So it would have been Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere around there. Uh, the Artemis One flight was supposed to launch on a mission to the moon, but the flight experienced setbacks due to the engine issues and has been postponed. If and when the massive space launch system does go off the ground, the uncrewed test mission will push the Artemis program forward for NASA, which aims to eventually return astronauts to the moon. Orion, the spacecraft on top of the... Sias, S-I, I'm not sure, or is the SLS? What did they do? Oh, yes. It was weird. It was too small. Which uh, is over budget. Oh, yeah. And way delayed. And they knew it from a long time ago and still pushed forward with it. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, it's, yeah, like you said, way over budget. Uh, top of the SLS being used for the test will have no humans aboard. That, again, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they're sending a Snoopy doll and a bunch of other shit, random toys and whatnot, to go around the moon. <coughs> and uh, when we've been there, we've been there, supposedly. I don't understand why all the precaution. It's It's crazy to me. The technology we have is so far beyond what they had i mean it's 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 like a toothpick versus a log okay it is it is no comparison to what we have now i have far more power in my phone far more power in my phone than they had in the entire space program back when they landed on the moon supposedly and it kind of seems like a cheap uh, version of look what we can do when Elon already did it with the Tesla. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that went to interstellar space. Right? I, I I really think they're going to. I think they are going to pull a a a false flag, devastating accident during this moon thing. That is going to push them off even more. So like we had last time, we had everything was going pretty well until, you know, last time we went to the moon and then all of a sudden we stopped. But then the, you know, everything was going with the space program was going good into the 80s. And then all of a sudden you have the Challenger accident and man, everything just stopped because it was deemed unsafe. 
And so I think we're headed there. I mean, this plan it's that they have to land to on the moon with. <laughs> is like they're going to put a little hub there orbiting the moon. Then they're going to have the craft that's going to land a bunch of shit down on the moon. Then you're going to have the team actually land on the moon, but then this thing's going to come back. It's like, it's super, super confusing. There's so much room for error that it's a hundred percent that something's going to go wrong. And then they're going to use this to a pull more funding, say, Oh, we got to make it safer. We got to spend more money to do that. And then two, it will push us off of the moon again. It'll turn complete eyes off the moon again, because what, what happened after challenger? Nobody gave a fuck about the moon. Nobody gave a fuck about going to space anymore. Nobody gave a fuck. Everybody's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. You talk about the moon. I remember something I saw. Did you know that they found molecular water on the moon? Oh, yeah. And not just on the dark side in craters. Yeah. Dude, it's this water thing is uh, weird. It's fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. It's you everywhere. You can't say it. You just can't see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you said, it's been that molecular. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think they're going to, I think they're definitely going to, something's going to happen. There's going to be some kind of accident and they're going to pull a massive amount of funding into the space program to just not go anywhere. Supposedly is what they're going to say uh, that, Oh, we need to reinforce. We need to research better. We need to re research and develop, um, you know, massive funding, massive funding again, seems to be peaceful, seems to be all in, in the, you know, science and exploration who knows what it's actually going to go for. And then um, all the while, what are they saying they're going to do? They're going to land a bunch of shit on the moon before they put boots on the ground. They're going to land an entire, basically an entire ship there with all these supplies without any people. And then they're going to launch the people. Dude, I'm telling you right now. It's already there. It's already there. But they something's going to happen because they're already going to deliver the goods. See, that's what they learned from the Challenger, I think, is that they learned from the Challenger, ah, oh, if we send shit first, stuff, if that blows up, it's not that big of a deal. We lose a payload. But if we send the people with the payload and something goes wrong, uh-oh, we never got the payload there. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. There you go. Hence why they're doing gear and all this structure first, material first. And then people last is because they're going to get all the infrastructure there. Because what do we know? We're already there. You yep. don't need the crew to land to put it together. You'd bring the forklift off from the base that's already there. So you land the shit and then you have some major accident happening while you're sending the crew that who knows if it's actually real or not. Now, I, dude, I'm guessing if the original was real and that's a hard one for me. But so you stage it all. And I think that that's what they're going to do. And then, and then again, they're going to pull all the funding and they're going to say, no, 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 we can't go back to the moon. It's too dangerous. As they've been saying this whole time, it's too dangerous. We don't have the technology. It's too dangerous. Dude, you kill a bunch of people on the way to the moon. Now they reinforce that thought and you never have to, you say, we already did this. We already tried it. It killed a bunch of people. We're not doing it again. Yep. Done deal, dude. Done deal. It's going to happen. That's what it's going to be. Um, so anyway, so, uh, this is, uh, one of the spacecraft on the top of the SLS being used for the test. We'll have no humans aboard, but three companies, Lockheed Martin, Cisco, and Amazon. Oh, imagine that. 
have teamed up to assemble a tech package that could give NASA additional info on what's happening on board. The collaboration, given the project name Callisto, has been four years in the making. Who cares? A beta test in space for both Cisco and Alexa team, or they pitched the idea by the wife. I don't care. Anyways, I'll put it in the show notes. You guys can read it for yourself. Maybe there's something in there I'm missing. Let me know. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, they're putting an Alexa up there. What with the a, fuck? Why? With a Snoopy. So dumb, man. What are they going to do? Talk to each other? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. The AI is going well, to talk to each here other. Here was my argument. You have to power Alexa. So you're literally going to devote power from something to power an Alexa to talk to who? And that Snoopy weighs something. Yeah, it all weighs which something. Which equals fuel. Dude, it's, there, it is absolutely going to be classified payloads. A hundred percent, you will have Snoopy, uh, Alexa, some other random shit, and then classified payload. That'll be what, the, uh, what is on the manifest. They're getting rid Guaranteed. of Jerry Garcia. <laughs> probably, probably. They found it. <laughs> they found his body, yep. and now they're getting rid of it. Jettison him to the moon. We're putting you on a crater, buddy. Uh, so anyway, so... They say they have an interesting plan. Uh, but they've been lying to us from, you know, a long time saying they don't have the technology to go back. I don't believe that for a minute. Yeah. Like I said, I have more technology in my phone that I literally just scroll through the internet on than they had in the entire space program. I'm not just talking about the shuttle. I'm talking about in that entire command center room. It, they would have, again, they would have given their left nut to have something like this on the, on the space shuttle. And now the space shuttle, the Dragon Crew stuff, it's all la- touchscreen, LED stuff. Unbelievable. A You're five-year-old could do it. Crazy, dude. You're telling me we don't have the technology? Bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, all right. So NASA lightning strikes Artemis launch base from Geekly News. NASA is preparing to launch its Orion spacecraft in a few hours as part of the Artemis 1 mission. However, this weekend, the weather was not very good. The video shows how lightning strikes a launch pad in Florida. Today is an important day for NASA. This is the launch of the very first mission of the Artemis program, which aims to make a person walk on the moon again. In this case, a woman and a person of color. Well, that makes sense because we literally couldn't do it any other way and not get flack for it. In anticipation of the opportunity to set foot on lunar soil again in 2025, NASA is launching Artemis 1 today. However, the weather is not particularly favorable. Neither are the engines, apparently, either. Yeah. (laughs) During a severe thunderstorm this weekend at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, lightning struck the Artemis 1 launch base where the rocket is patiently waiting to launch. The phenomenon was captured in slow motion and particularly impressive video. Uh, I don't think I have the video, which is really disappointing. Oh. No, no, uh, no. It has a thumbnail of the vi- or uh, an image from the video. Well, what a bunch of pricks. Anyways, I'll put the link cool in the show image. notes. You guys check it out for yourself. We've all seen lightning. Not a lot of us have seen it hit a rocket, so check it out. Um, do you want to go into one of those stories? Yeah. You good? Yeah, let's go into one. All right, let's, dude. Let's do at least one. Yeah, so... Uh, so Look, there. I'll be honest with you. I didn't find a whole lot of news. I mean, there was some things, um, but nothing that really stood out to me. 
So I, I brought a few stories and I know normally I save that for the regular show, but I thought it'd be kind of fun um, to go over these stories. Uh, this one was particularly interesting. Uh, Urkhammer, the like story the of a town. Huh? I like the name. Yeah, me too. Uh, the story of a town that vanished without a trace. So among the most mysterious cases about cities, missing cities and towns, we find that Urkhammer, uh, this rural town in the state of Iowa, U.S., seemed the typical city in the middle of the American West that the films illustrate. However, in 1928, something strange happened as the town was left empty. Aerial photographs of the area revealed completely deserted streets. The same situation on local farms where the grass took over crops and nobody seemed to care. Uh, the, the mystery became greater after the story of a traveler who passed through there and route to another city. He found it convenient to go through Urkhammer to refuel. Upon reaching the gas station, he found the site completely abandoned and the pumps empty. Not only the gas station was abandoned, but also the office. Hold on. You know what I've got? I've got music for this. That's the wrong one. Let's do this one. There we go. Not only the gas station was abandoned, but also the office. Oh, and the convenience store that made up the complex. Fearing that something bad, it, it could have happened. The man decided to go to the city that was located just over two kilometers from the gas station. It is. <laughs> what, what kind of a noise was that? The car driving off. Here. Oh, my God. Way in the distance. <laughs> Jesus. It's in this part of the story where the supernatural begins. Various roadside signs and signs indicated that it was close, but the traveler could not get there no matter how far ahead. No matter how much he sped up looking for the city and despite the signs that indicated he must be in that place, he never managed to reach Urkhammer. It was as if the city just disappeared. He drove up four miles until he came back before running out of fuel. As he returned to rejoin the highway, an overwhelming feeling of desolation invaded the traveler. All the way, he had this strange feeling that something very bad had happened in Urkhammer. Others also reported the same strange sensation when touring the area. Other people claimed to have reached Urkhammer, but only to find deserted streets, abandoned houses, and not a single sign of its inhabitants. According to the last census of the town carried out in 1920, Urkhammer had a population of 300 inhabitants, and their fate is a complete mystery to this day. Day. At that time, a local newspaper published various articles stating that the inhabitants disappeared after moving to an unknown place. However, the Great Depression quickly made headlines and the Urkhammer investigation went into the background. In fact, in the midst of the economic crisis, it seemed that nobody cared about the fate of those people. A police officer from Oak Meadow, one of the neighboring towns, went to visit a relative living in Urkhammer. This man attested to the total neglect and neglect of the city. He came to enter the house of his relative, and although he found various personal objects, he did not find any sign of life. The sheriff's office was also abandoned, with no trace of the fate of the villagers. Four years after the mysterious disappearance of the city, Urkhammer suffered the consequences of the sandstorms that hit the region at the time. The phenomena particular popularly known as the dust bowl parti uh, partially buried the town what a few years before was a city brimming with life was reduced to abandoned fields covered in dust and structures rotting in the rays of the sun 
A tall iron post that marked the place where the animals were fed was the only sign of human presence in the area, and it is that Urkhammer no longer exists. Several decades later, a caravan of gypsies arrived at the site where Urkhammer once stood. The head of the Roma group confessed that it was impossible for him to stay longer in that place. He argued that the area was full of tears and suffering from those who disappeared and were never found. In 1990, the real estate groups decided to build in the area. However, when the contractors located the ruins of a small town under the dust dunes, the project was canceled. To this day, it is impossible to know what happened to the residents of Urkhammer, and it is one of the many mysteries that the state of Iowa holds. It's unknown when Urkhammer was established. Today, what we know about Urkhammer is, it was a standard small town that remains one of the many towns that vanished some with more credence than others. Does that mean the story of Urkhammer is just that? A story and nothing more? Perhaps. But then again, stranger things have happened. People throughout history have just vanished, sometimes entire civilizations, as in Atlantis, with little trace left behind. Now, there remains a distinct, if slim, chance that Urkhammer was real and somewhere out there, a little clue to prove such. And perhaps that strange goings on inside this strange little town. Oh, huh? Good story. Yeah. Yeah. All right, night kids. Sleep tight. Well, <laughs> little bedtime story for you. I, 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 I kind of just, to me, the screams ghost town in this, not, not, not necessarily in the, ghost town sense but just a town that you know something happened a natural gas leak somewhere a methane pool somewhere yep uh uh lead <clears throat> lead seepage into the groundwater of that area and they got up and and moved away and i mean it's pretty modern time, so it's not necessarily on the same scale as Atlantis, you know. And and so there's obviously something that said the town was there, but like around that time, I'm sure it could have easily been just people left, and just, I don't know. It could have been. It could have been that. It could have also been a natural phenomenon. It, look, I mean, if you think about sinkholes that pop up, um, yeah. you think about volcanoes, these tunnels, all kinds of things that Earth does, just natural, weird phenomena, weird shit, energies, um, you name it. Now you add in alternate dimensions. You add in parallels. Uh, parallel dimensions, portals, uh, the the times that these time bubbles that cross together, which is might not be necessarily scientifically proven, but it seems pretty weird. Deja vu seems to be some kind of weird time phenomena, things like that. Out of body experiences, we know this sometimes not drug induced, sometimes not drug induced. So what is that? It's a natural phenomena. There's the, clearly no technology at work. You're clearly not being poisoned, but
but it's some kind of natural phenomenon. I had deja vu before I did drugs. See? <laughs> so so that's what I'm saying. It's like, like here, the point is, is that, and I've said this numerous times, is that this world, this universe, this thing that we call reality holds so much more than what we know, than what we see, than what we can interpret as humans due to our limited faculties, you know, our limited eyesight that can't see certain frequencies, certainly can't see them all. I would love to be able to see in the infrared. Amazing. There's a lot of theories that cats, even babies, that they can see something that we can't see. Hence why they're staring off into the world. Could just mm-hmm. be that their heads are heavy. My, but my son picked a specific corner in my house. Is he seeing something weird? He will stare at it and then he'll start laughing. <laughs> that, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. But he'll do it for an extended amount of time. Yeah. Like he'll stare at it for like five minutes and then he'll start laughing. And then just at another random time, stare yeah. back up at the corner, start laughing. Well, I, I, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot out there that we just don't know. And so to sit, to put it in one of two categories, you know, of course we have multiple categories, paranormal, we have extraterrestrial, we have alien, we have all these things, but to just put them in those boxes, I think is uh, a lack of imagination because there's a lot of other things out there and it doesn't even necessarily take imagination. It just takes a knowledge of, of weird shit that's out there that exists um, that, that can do some weird shit. And, and therefore these, maybe a whole town fell into that. Uh, it is odd, but yeah, it's uh I think it could be a number of things. I think you're right. It could be a ghost town where it dried up so fast that everybody just said, fuck this all at the same time. It yep. could have been, uh, it could have been a number of things. Um, is it aliens? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could be aliens. It could be. It could be. I think where's so. my, where's my aliens? Warning! Alien <laughs> approaching! Warning! Biophysical experiments extremely dangerous to Earth people! <laughs> Aliens! Run, bitch! Run! That's what you do. That's what you do when you see aliens. Because if Hollywood has taught us anything, we need to run from the killer aliens. That's, that's right. That's right. Exactly. That's right. If you hear this... You know, everybody saw heard these trumpets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you hear this, this is the real sign. That didn't need to even sound out of space, didn't it? Did you hear that? that whistling oh, you know what that is? I forgot that's what that was the uh from the nineteen seventies uh space mission. That's the wrong oh. space music button. <laughs> That's hilarious. Clearly, I haven't. Can you tell uh, we're on the ball today? Oh man, totally. Uh, alien nugs, good shit. Love it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, that's all I got for you guys. That's all I got for you guys. Bill, do you have anything else to say on that? We love you. Yes, we do. Thank you, Thank you for coming on. Yes, this we do. Again, uh, I would love to be able to chat with you all uh, over Discord. So if you're on Discord, come and join us. Uh, become, uh, obviously if you're listening to this episode, you're a Patreon member. So all you got to do is download that discord app. You could do it on your phone. You could do it on PC 
and you can follow us. I mean, on your phone, you can literally listen to this on your phone like you would the podcast. Uh, brand totally normal. Um, but and you can also watch because I share. I do the screen thing on that. Um, so you get a totally live view of the show, get to chat with us. Um, and we would love to do that. So, and I know it's early, you know, on this, but it'll catch on. So we'll get people in there. It gets smoother and better every time we do this. Every time you, you put in a lot of good work on this. Ben. Thank you. Appreciate so that. just so you guys know that you guys are supporting a hard worker. Thank you. He, he, he really does go Appreciate through that. I love you guys. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it amazes me all the time that anybody even listen to this shit. So I, I am, I am blown away and beyond thankful, uh, to all of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support. And that's why I'm going to keep trying to do these. <laughs> yeah. Hugs and kisses. Yeah. X's and O's. Once again, once again. Oh yeah, baby. I love you all so much. Love it. Need it. I love you all. Uh, that is it for us, everybody. You will catch uh, the uh, regular episode this weekend. Comes out uh, Sunday. Uh, we'll have that up for you with my friend Nate. Uh, but otherwise, I appreciate the support so much. And uh, remember, stay elevated. Hit me up for those alien nugs. And uh, remember, keep your eyes to the skies. Watch out for the government. They're shoisty bastards. <laughs> <laughs>